Welcome into another edition of the Boxing Girls Talking Sports Podcast. I'm Chris. That's Daniel. Yo. And this week is our big NCAA tournament primer show. Um, we'll take a week off from covering our NBA power rankings and the current free agency in the NFL. We're going to focus all of our attention on college basketball. Um, so now for our obligatory uh, Twitter plugs first, we'll start with uh, follow the show at Pod. I am at CR Druber. Daniel, you are... I'm at Daniel underscore Cabrera nine. All right. And then before we jump into sports, we like to do a little catch up. Um, so we'll do that real quick. Uh, how you doing, Daniel? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Can't complain, man. I'm just, I got a few days left of work and then I'm off for a week. Excited about that. March, uh, March madness should be happening tomorrow, but it's not Friday. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a little weird this, this year. I'm actually, I took Friday and Monday off so I can, I can watch the uh, first two rounds. <laughs> I'll try to watch first two rounds. I'm sure my daughter will take over the TV at some point, but um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm also looking forward to the next episode of Walking Dead. Um, uh, I'm sure you watched last week's episode. Uh, what I did. You did. Th- what did you think about that one? Uh, I thought it was an upgrade of the last two <laughs> or three. Um, I really like Father Gabriel's character, man. I, he's come a long way from when we first got introduced to him. I hated I, him at I, first. I, <laughs> He still believes in Jesus and Jesus Christ and the word of the Bible. And he's, he's trying to get that out still, you know, the, um, the guy from Terminator, I can't remember. Robert, Robert Patrick was a guest. Yeah. Was a guest star on the show. He, you know, he was the guy that um, killed the brother's family and imprisoned the brother and whatnot. But uh, father Gabriel tried to put the uh, word of Christ into him and saying that, you know, not all evils out there, even though in the apocalypse, but, um, I enjoyed it. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Aaron at the beginning of the show, but he slowly, you know, that, that hand is cool, man. That little spike hand. Yeah. Um, I thought him and, and father Gabriel played well in this, uh, this episode. So I, I, I was happy about it. The Russian roulette was pretty cool. Um, I knew nobody was going to die. <laughs> so, I mean, but it was a cool little feature they had, you know, they had to add just for the episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, Although, I mean, I will say I, I did not see uh, Father Gabriel killing off that guy. That was cool. Yeah. I, don't know I, mean, I, thought, I thought for sure. I mean, because he's a, he's a fairly known actor. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't realize he's only going to be for one episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, he finally was coming around. He was, it sounded like he was going to join the group. And then wham, with Aaron's arm. Gabriel clocks him with the little spikes, kills him. And then uh, later in the attic, when they find his twin brother tied up and I thought, okay, okay well, this is how he's going to join the show. He's going to be his twin brother. Who's going to be the nice character. Now kills himself. <laughs> and Gabriel just walks out like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So shaking his can, see what food he has left and his leaves. Yeah. I mean, he ate his boar. You don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you have to think about. It. I mean, there's a boar locked in a room in that in that warehouse. Yeah, and like there, Robert Patrick said, like, how would he get in there? You know, and lock himself yeah. in, into like, the into the room. Like, how would you think that was going to happen? I mean, yeah, <laughs> obviously someone was living there. Uh huh. That could have been his pet for all we knew. That could have been his, his pet dog. 
True. But it was a bore. So. I, I thought Robert Patrick, for some reason in my mind, I know this is two different stories with, with Maggie and, and the, the Reapers. Um, I thought like he was going to be a part of it, but I know they went their own ways of some sorts. So yeah. that, that just, it was just an episode pretty much about him and his boar in his place where he stayed and his brother and his family. That's pretty yeah. much it. I, I mean, there's more character you, build. There's more character build character for, build. for Father Gabriel's new character. You can tell that they are stalling until season 10. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> because, exactly. oh man, like it wasn't the best episode, but they yeah. are struggling until they get to the new season. Now, I will say next week's episode does look pretty legit. It looks like they're going to have um, the Commonwealth soldiers and that whole group that kind of got surrounded by them by the finale. So I'm looking forward to that episode. Um, I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be more like what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and I saw that they're coming back. The, the, show, the final season is going to resume, I think, this summer. So it's not like we're going to have to wait a full year for it. So that, just, that just tells me they've been able to film recently do you see all those like vignettes of like the ice cream and bakery and stuff i fast forward through the commercials i it's, heard about them but yeah it's it's pretty much building towards like the commonwealth and like yeah. how they have like the bakeries and the carnivals and all the fun yeah. times and whatnot <clears throat> yeah I, from the comics i mean the commonwealth was kind of one of those it was, it, it was kind of boring i mean if yeah. you think about it because i mean once you get to like a settled area I mean, look what happened to the prison. We got tired of the prison. I'm tired of Alexandria. Are you to a point to where you're like tired of the show? I watch it just because I've invested a decade into it. <laughs> Ten years. I mean, it's it's one of those where it's like it's it's like when I watch Dexter. I, I I dedicated so many years to watching Dexter that I watched it just to finish it. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of there. I'm I'm kind of there with Walking Dead. I mean, uh, once Rick left. Um, even though they had some pretty good storylines with the whispers, I just, I don't know. It's not what it used to be. Again, they've been with Alexandria, what, for six years now, I think? Pretty much, yeah. And it's like, it's too stable. I mean, the episodes we like when they're out there trying to survive, they're running around, they're they're running into street gangs. or the, the One of the best episodes before they got uh, reconnected was whenever they, uh, when Rick had to bite that guy's throat out. Yeah, that was <laughs> so, cool. So it's like, Whenever you're in Alexandria, I don't care about the, uh, the neighborly strife or Rick hitting on that married woman. Or I mean, it's, I, I don't care about that. I, I care about eye blown off. Yeah, I, I care more about. I mean, like when they had the wolves, even though that one that one like day was like six episodes long because they kept showing different points of view. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that because it was you saw something different. I mean, you you had the herd. They were trying to get to the. Uh, they're trying to uh, move them away from Alexandria, get them into that the uh, uh, gravel pit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then you had the wolves that attacked. You hear the horn. I mean, I love that episode. It was uh, good. Those those episodes because it wasn't like okay, Alexandria, who's going to be in charge? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's that show is best whenever they're out and about. That's that's where, and I I I, I think Fear the Walking Dead is the reverse. Fear the Walking Dead's best episode, best seasons were like when they were like at the ranch, mm-hmm. um, whenever they're settled. Those are some of the better episodes. Like I don't like this whole thing that they're doing now with Morgan running around trying to rebuild his team and. Yeah, like, they show in fear commercials too, which I'm semi excited about, just because comes, of comes one reason. Like, if they bring back Madison, yeah. that's the only reason why I'm still watching. 
But I mean, without Nick there, and I mean, yeah, what has he done? He hasn't done anything. I was thinking about that the other day. Like he he does a lot of uh, a lot like, of acting over in England. I mean, is it like indie film? Yeah, I mean, everybody yeah. they all are. Right? Yeah, <laughs> so, much. They all have the accent. Yeah. But uh, I, I mean, I feel I know the episode's coming up with the princess and Ezekiel and um, Eugene about the uh, Commonwealth. Yeah. I think is it two episodes left? I think it's two episodes left because I, I know in. I think 20, it's going to be 20, that. I think it's it was a three weeks whenever Fear comes back. So I, yeah. I, was, I think two more episodes. I think they're going to have that Commonwealth episode, and then they're going to finish it with the with the Negan episode. Yeah, because they're going to a flashback of how he became who he was. So they're kind of having the Commonwealth, and then to stall off the end of the season, they're going to have Negan. And, and they're not really going to show a lot of the Commonwealth. It's going to be more about, it sounds like them trying to escape that, these soldiers. Yeah, at that, at the, that train yard or whatever. Yeah, train at. depot. And so I think it's, we're going to kind of get like a little teaser of the Commonwealth. Yeah. But yeah, we're not going to get in that until the season 10. So yeah. But yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, I mean, we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier being dropped 3 a.m. on Friday morning. Um, I, I think 3 a.m., Thursday into Friday morning, I think at the exact same time. No, I think I think it might be tonight that uh, Justice League is dropping. I believe it's supposed to. I think it's supposed to drop uh, t- uh, tomorrow. I know you're not gonna watch it right no, away. No, 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 no. I, I mean, my brother. He, he, I mean, I. He didn't convince me. I convinced myself to probably watch in halves. Yeah. So probably the first two hours, maybe like Saturday morning, um, before college hoops kicks off. And then the other two hours, maybe I'm off next week, so maybe like during like Monday or Tuesday or whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, I'm convinced myself to watch it actually. So I think the last time I saw it's got 75 percent Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good for a DC yeah. film. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'll probably I don't know, I'm off Friday, but I, I with my daughter without early she wakes up. I won't watch it one full sitting, so I'll probably wait till she goes to bed, probably Thursday night, depending on what college games are on, and maybe just like watch it then or even friday because yeah, i mean friday the game start i don't really care about the first four games so i I'll, I'll watch i'll watch justice league over the first four so i'll probably end up doing that on thursday yeah. so we'll see do, do, do you like this new format of starting on friday going into no. saturday no you, you like the thursday friday yeah thursday friday because that way you get two days off of work <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I, and I'll, next, next year remind me that i want to take thursday friday and then the next week off so. Yeah, I normally I normally do the Thursday Friday because after Thursday and Friday and that weekend, there's no more early starts. They all start after you get home from work anyway. So yeah, um, but and plus, I mean, and I, you probably feel the same way as I do. The first two rounds are the best of the tournament. Yes, they are. Yes. When you get the upsets or the close to uh, almost upsets, that that is the marquee for me when it comes to N- the NCAA tournament. The um, once you get to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight, you're mostly the big power teams. You you, you may have a Loyola Chicago, or you may have a, a pre-Big East Butler team making it. Um, but, I mean, I don't really want to see, like, Florida versus UCLA and stuff. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, you see that all season long. I mean, you see the big schools facing big schools all season long. I mean, yeah. I want to see a Texas Southern have a chance to make it to an Elite Eight or something. And, uh, then, and yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, unless, unless a team I root for is in the Final Four, I sometimes don't watch the semifinal or the final. I mean, I'll check it out, see what's going on, but unless Depends. it's a team I follow. But I, I do agree that the first two days are the best. Yeah. Saturday, okay. sun, Saturday I, I like to as well. 
Um, after that, when it gets down to Elite Eight, you know, it's like the teams that should be there. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get the second weekend, you have maybe one or two small schools left. Yeah. And they may make it. They may not. I mean, it's, those are the games I watch. Um, I kind of tune away from uh, from like the powerhouse Florida State versus Michigan or whatever. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I but again, I, I, I'm we missed it last year. I'm so happy it's back. I'm looking forward to it for now. For now, I mean, <laughs> I, there will be games played at least. There will be games played. Yes, <laughs> we filled out. We got a bracket. We didn't even get a bracket last year. Yeah. So at least we got the bracket. We got to fill some stuff out. So. Um, but yeah, speaking of the bracket, before we jump into our predictions for the first uh, first round games, let me move my little notes over here because I don't want to get these wrong. Um, let's cover some of the tips and tricks for filling out the bracket. So um, go ahead and stop me if any of these stand out to you that you weren't aware of, or okay. if you if you um, if it shocks you. I mean, if you, if if, it, if a stat I throw out there is kind of like wow, I didn't realize that. So. Um, the tips and tips and tricks. Always know your champion before you start making your picks, because you don't want to pigeonhole yourself into second guessing a, a matchup, and then you all of a sudden you're, you've lost your champion, right? Correct. Um, give the conference tournament winners some love. Fifty percent of the champions since two thousand one have won their conference tournament. Okay. Um, now on the flip side, the conference tourney runner-up, so the teams that lost in the final to those champions. Only 11% have made the championship game since 2001. So you better, you're better if your team loses early in the tournament than making the final and losing. So um, gauge the number of upsets based on the size of the pool that you play. So if you're in a pool with a handful of people, chalk is kind of a safe bet because those first round games add up, right? Mm -hmm. Because as we know, as you get further on, you get more points, but, if you were in a national pool like an ESPN or you're competing for a car or Warren Buffett's million dollars or whatever, um, <laughs> you're going against millions of other people. So you need those upset points to, to build you up. So kind of play towards the size of the pool you're in. Mm -hmm. um, and then since 1996, 92% of the champions have been a top three seed. 96? 92%. 92%. Since 1996. Top three. So they've been a one, two, or a three seed. Um, and surprisingly, uh, uh, one through, I think, seven have won a championship in the last, like, 30 years, except for the five seed. Five seeds have never won it. I think that's kind of weird, but that's they're always prone to the 5-12 upset. So um, 14 of the last 19 tournaments, the number one overall seed um, has missed the championship game. So five in the last basically 20 years. So Gonzaga, you're on notice. You're the number one overall seed. Yeah, Can you be the sixth in 20 years? I mean, That's every year with Gonzaga. I, exactly. Um, only two times since 1997 have all four one seeds made it to the Sweet 16. So keep an eye out on those eight nine matchups because those Oof. normally pull those upsets. I hate those matchups, and I've told you this. And in our group chat, it those are so difficult to pick. I, th I think it's just it's luck in the eight nine matchups. I think. Yeah. So um, this next one, you follow me, follow along with me for a little bit. So two seeds, two seeds that have won six or less of the last ten games going to the tournament don't fare well. So we're talking about Ohio State right now. Ohio State's been 5-on-5 five five going to the tournament. Of the two seeds, 
who have won six or less games going to of uh, the final ten going to the tournament. Nine of the fifteen didn't make it out of round two. Wow. So Ohio State they're kind of in a precarious mode because. Nine times these teams lost before in the second round, sometimes even in the first round. I think Duke was one of those teams a few years back that lost in the first or first round as a two seed. Mm-hmm. So, and then only uh, only six of them have made it to this, at least in the Sweet 16. So, Ohio State, they need to worry a little bit. They stumbled, they lost four straight there at one point. Uh, they won a game in the conference tournament, then they lost. Um, so they're there, that's a team that I thought was I was going to take far, but this stat kind of makes me second guess them at this point. Yeah. So, teams that are favored by five points or more have won eighty five point four percent of their games. So keep an eye on those Vegas odds, especially those eight nine matchups, because that's where you can kind of see um, any any matchup that has a a four point five or less differential might be worth using as an upset. So, um, and then, okay, I got a couple more here. Always choose at least one 12 seed to make it to the sweet, uh, to, uh, out of the first round. So we know the 12 five upset happens a lot. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, there's, uh, there's almost always a double digit seed making the sweet 16. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's 11 or the 13s as well. A lot of times the 12s get that first one, but they, they fall in the second round. So, um, keep an eye on, especially this year, there's some powerhouse, Historical powerhouses as a 12 seed. Yeah. They may be able to make it because they should have the talent that to, to, to compete. So we'll see. We'll see there. Uh, especially, I know Georgetown's a popular pick this year. Yes, yes, they are. Um, and finally, um, with Gonzaga being the number one overall seed and the Associated Press number one uh, team in the country, how many times since 2001 do you think the number one overall seed and the number one AP team has um, won the championship. Since 2001? Since 2001. So 19 years. Because uh, we don't count last year. Maybe like five? One. I was going to say one the first time. One time. And since if you go back to 1985, four teams total. Who was that one team? Uh, the one team was Virginia a few a few years back. The, okay. the, the last, yeah, the last time when they actually won it. Before they got smacked around by the 16 seed. After they, so they got, they got, they got smacked around and they came back and they, and they won. <laughs> so, okay. um, so with that, any of those surprise you? Um, no, because I know that I know about the five twelve seed. I have a number twelve seed um, actually being the five seed this year. Only one though. Um, and then about. The last, the last uh, bit of info that you gave out with the number one that and the number one team and an AP. I will say that surprised me the most. That surprised me the most. Yeah, I mean, it, you could tell it's so different from college football because you know the number one team you know, is yeah, all the way to the end. Of, most of the time they're gonna win it. Yeah, so college basketball, you know, this is why I um, I'm an avid. I, I I admit I'm an avid fan of college basketball. But when it gets to March Madness, it's, it's like the best because anybody can beat it. I mean, we saw a few years ago that 16 beat Virginia. It was yeah. um, um, UMBC, Baltimore UMBC, County. Baltimore County. Yeah. And you, you don't even see these guys, you know, in the past two years. Um, no, so Cinderella stuff like that makes makes it so awesome to watch, man. I well, love in the final seconds when 
number two versus a 15, like Grand Canyon versus Iowa, for example. Grand Canyon is down by like two with like 10 seconds left. They have the ball. It's so even, exciting. I didn't realize they're even a real school. I mean, I, I saw their online stuff. Like their, yeah, their I saw that. I was I like, thought, <laughs> I thought it was like University of Phoenix. I think it was actually a real campus. Did they pick a group of people like online that that, that go Possibly. and play basketball? Possible. I don't know. But yeah, it's the park gets smacked around. But I mean it's cool I'm, to see yeah. them there. It's like yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, the um and I don't mind when my bracket gets blown up. I mean, I like the year that Virginia lost to to Maryland, Baltimore County, uh, 60, the one the one sixteen seed that win so far. I had Virginia as my champion that year, <laughs> and I was rooting for uh, Baltimore County. Can <laughs> you imagine like, the the points for that upset? It was fifteen points. <laughs> you, got, you got sixteen total points. You got the one for the game being right, and plus fifteen bonus points. And it wasn't even a close game. It was like a pretty like good lead for yeah. University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Like yeah, about twenty most of the second half. Yeah, and, and you know it wasn't close, but it was awesome to see. Yeah, not I mean, for Virginia, yeah. you know. But. Yeah, it blew, it blew up my bracket, but you know what? I, I'm all for it. So it was cool, man. It, it, so. I know, how far did they get that year? Did they win the next oh, one? They, they lost. lost. Okay. It was close. It was close, but it was. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if it was like a it was a Florida State or one of those eight nine matchups. I, okay. I they did that. So, um, but yeah, um, again, I I changed a couple of my picks after after I read through those stats. Um, Ohio State was one because at one point I thought I was gonna have Ohio State in my final four, and I'm like. I looked back to their schedule after reading that stat, and I'm like, "Wow, they really stumbled towards the end there." So, it's yeah, I got so that. difficult though. I don't want to mess with my brackets too much to where yeah. I had it like perfect the first yeah. weekend, and it's just because you know the little tips and tricks like that. It can help people out, yeah. But I'm going off my gut, my instincts. So yeah, yeah. So um, so we'll go ahead. We're gonna go uh, game by game. We're gonna kind of glaze over some of the ones that obviously. We know it's, it's unlikely, um, but um, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll hit each matchup. We're going to start with the West with the number one overall seed, Gonzaga. So we got Norfolk State versus Appalachia State in a play-in game, and the winner gets Gonzaga. To me, it doesn't matter who wins that play-in game. Gonzaga is going to smoke either of those two teams. Yeah, 10-4 on that one. Yeah. Um, so the 8-9 matchup of Oklahoma versus Missouri. Word came out today that Oklahoma has a player who's sick, so Missouri may get a bye. We'll see. I mean, well, okay. So, <laughs> asking for a friend, if you picked Oklahoma, should you change it now, or how does this work? Like, did they give you? So, so you you have until Friday, Friday first game. You can change your picks between now and Friday of the first. Yeah, but game. what if a COVID player hits on like Friday morning? You, you have you have until the first game to change it. So what time do they until, play? Like maybe like three like, or something? Like 11 o'clock. You have until 11 o'clock when the brackets lock. Okay, so they should know way before in hand. We should know, yeah, easily. Okay. Um, okay. I already had Missouri winning that game. Um, I just, I again, I have not seen Missouri play a single game this year. Um, I just looked through their schedule, some of the teams they beat. I, I just I had a gut feeling. And plus, I'm a UT fan, so uh, screw Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma was like top five there for, for a minute for a couple of for weeks. Just ago. a minute. And then they, then they realized the teams that they beat they get there like the uh, the COVID ravaged Longhorns were a shell of their former self at that point. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, so so who you got in that matchup? I have Oklahoma right now. So um, I mean, I just you may you know. change it depending. 
Uh, I may change depending. I mean, they beat like West Virginia, who was ranked ninth. They beat Alabama. They beat Texas, Kansas. Um, they went on a losing streak there for a minute in the Big Twelve. But um, like you, I, like you, I haven't seen Missouri play in the Big Ten. Um, I'm going Oklahoma, man, just because I've seen a couple of games from them. So, um, do you think Oklahoma or Missouri can challenge Gonzaga in round no. two? No. I have Missouri beating Gonzaga. Do you? I ha- I have. Number one overall seed. And because, just because, yeah, Gonzaga early on the season played a lot of decent teams. I mean, they beat the Iowas. I mean, they, they, they beat some legit teams. Yeah. Teams that are in this bracket with them in this region. Yeah. Um, but since then, they've played nothing but their conference people. Cupcakes. Potatoes. And I just, I, I never trust Gonzaga. I mean, I'm probably going to regret it. They're probably going to lose in the championship game or make it to the championship game. I don't know. Every year, every yeah. year I pick them to like like championship game and I pick them to win and they fall out. Like they go to the final four, but then they lose or something. Yeah. Or elite eight. So um, not, not this year though. I, the other reason why I'm kind of leaning towards Missouri in this matchup is because distance. Gonzaga is, is so far from home. They're flying across country to Indianapolis Missouri is not that far. Again, Gonzaga is going to be there for several days at that point. But at the same time, it's, I think the time zone thing, I mean, I'll tell you, time zone screw me up. So I don't know if it's really going to mess with them. I mean, they're young guys. They're going to be there for almost a week uh, leading up to it. I just, I think this is going to be, they're going to be the first one seed to lose. Possibly. So, um, okay. Next up, we have five seed Creighton versus 12 UC Santa Barbara. Who do you got? Uh, this is a tricky one, but I have Creighton winning. I have Creighton too. The Blue Jays. I, I think they actually may be my only five seed <laughs> winning, so we'll see. I, I just the Big East. They 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 won some pretty good games this year in the Big East. Um, they're they're, they're a legit six team. in the Big East. They three, they three and two top twenty versus top twenty five. Yeah, they stumbled. They stumbled a little bit there when they had the little mishap with their coach making the little plantation comment. <laughs> uh, but they, they rebound a little bit. They, they looked pretty decent in the conference tournament. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we have uh, four seed Virginia, thirteen Ohio. Um, I think I have Virginia in this game, Same. but they are an upset risk because they cannot practice right now because they have. Remember, they they had to uh, drop out of the, t- the conference tournament because yeah. of COVID. They're not arriving until Friday, and they play Saturday. They got a lot of weapons though. Correct, but I just – they're going to win this game. I think they may they may get to the Sweet 16, but I, I worry about the fact that they can't practice and they can't get there till Friday because, I mean, you can watch tape all you want. I think they're just going to outclass Ohio with their with their athletes. Yeah. But, I mean, the MAC is no pushover either, so. No. I mean, Ohio was, what, 9-5 in the conference, 16-7 and seven overall, 80 points per game. Virginia yeah. has a slow tempo offense. I look for this to be a boring, boring slow game. Yeah, Virginia. I mean, if, if they, they dominate, they dominate the the, the flow. So it, it'll be a slow paced game. A true, um, a true TV game. How about that? Exactly. <laughs> All right. So next up, we have six seed Southern Cal and eleven seed Wichita State or Drake. Um, uh, playing games. I I don't know anything about Drake. I have Wichita State winning just because I know who they are. I have the Wichita Drake. It could change. Yeah. But I have the eleven seed being USC. Oh, so I so I have I have Southern Cal. Yeah, Southern Cal. Okay, winning the winning the game against Wichita State. Um, 
I, their main reason is Evan Mobley for you for USC. He is a beast. 18, uh, 16.8 points per game as a freshman. Yeah. He's going to be, he's probably going to be the number two pick in the NBA draft. NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I look for him to have a big tourney run. Um, I, I like his game. I mean, he's a big guy who can score in multiple ways. Um, Wichita State is kind of like the trendy pick here, but I'm going to go with Southern Cal. Even though we know USC always flames out early in the tournament, I think with having Evan Mobley is going to be a, a difference maker for him this year. Yeah. So, all right, next up we have three-seed Kansas versus 14-seed Eastern Washington. Who do you got? I have Kansas winning this one. Yeah, I have Kansas too. Um, they, they've only lost one of the last nine games, two and ten if you count the forfeit in the Big 12 tournament. Texas beat them one, two, three times this season. Well, Texas beat them twice. It's a win. So, it's a win. This is another team that I'm concerned about because of practice. Um, yeah. I, I, I trust their, their coaching. Um, they got hot. I mean, they've been they've been on fire since uh, January. Um, I think they are a dark horse Final Four team. I, if, uh, I think they could beat Gonzaga. Of all the teams, of all the teams in the rest of this bracket outside of Missouri, I think Missouri can pull an upset. Missouri should lose, but I think that they they can win. I think Kansas has the best shots to beat Iowa, to beat Gonzaga in this bracket. So Marcus Garrett, yeah. Um, all right, the seven ten matchup: we have Oregon versus VCU. Um, Oregon's been the best West Coast team outside of Gonzaga. Um, I, they have the makings of a deep run if they can get past Iowa in the second round. Um, who, what do you think about this game? Um, never seen Oregon play. You stated they were the best out west. <clears throat> I have VCU winning ten seed. Shaka's not there. Uh, he's going to end up back there if Texas don't <laughs> get past the first round. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very possible. Um, but no, yeah, I got Oregon in this game. Um, VCU is again another trendy pick because it's a seven ten upset. You get those three bonus points, but uh. Yeah, I just I like Oregon's game. Um, they've been consistently good for a while now, so I, I have I have them this one. And then finally, we have the two seed Iowa Hawkeyes versus the fifteen seed Grand Canyon University. They're a real school with a real campus. Wow. So uh, I got Iowa. Um, I got Iowa going pretty far in this tournament. Yeah, they they can score. Uh, Luca Garza is a beast. He's the best ten, Big Ten player this year. They're they've, in the nation in they've already re- I think they've already retired his jersey during senior day. Really? So, yeah, I saw a video where he's breaking down in tears because uh, <laughs> either they told him they're going to retire or they did retire it. So. Yeah. Um, Iowa, yeah. So I think this, this bracket here comes down to Gonzaga, Kansas, and Iowa. Those are the three teams who I think can come out of here. Um, I personally have – I took Kansas. I'm in this, made, bre- in this, in the, this, in the West, I may change my pick before Friday, but as of right now, I have Kansas as a three seed getting to the final four out of this region, just because of how they've been playing of late before having to forfeit that game against Texas. So, wow. Yeah, I know it's, I mean, I, I don't like to pick. I don't like it. I don't like that choice at all, but this, this region here just, it's, it's, yeah. it's very easy for yeah. like the number one seed Gonzaga or number two Iowa or three Kansas to get to the all the way here. Yeah. I have Iowa win this in the West. I almost took Iowa 
The reason why I did not is because I had two other Big Ten teams in the Final Four. And I can't have three Big Ten teams in the Final Four. It just It's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't even think two are going to make it, but I chose two anyway. Okay. So, with, you, with you on that one. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll now move over to the number two, number one seed. Uh, we have Baylor. Um, they are in the South region. Um, they get Hartford in round one. Who do you got? Uh, I got the Bears out of Waco. Yeah, they've they've had a tough time battling COVID this season. Apparently, they I don't know if they just didn't take COVID seriously, but they they struggled towards the end of the season due to rust. Mm-hmm. Um, they can rebound. I mean, they can rebound and make a, a deep run. This they is their they can score. This is their first time as the number one seed. So I don't know if the pressure is going to get to them. I mean, they have a history of making deep runs in the tournaments. Um, yeah, women's. That's, that's true. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> lately, I mean, you've seen those neon green jerseys deep in the tournament lately. So yeah. Um, but I have Baylor as well. Um, I think they need to be worried about round two because those are two powerhouses at eight, and nine. <laughs> North Carolina and Wisconsin. Um, I have North Carolina winning it just based off of pedigree. Um, but I think North Carolina, I think they can beat. I think they can beat Baylor. That's what I thought too. <laughs> At the Tar Heels beating the, the Badgers of Wisconsin. Um, I wanted to pick North Carolina over Baylor, but I think I think Baylor's going to get them in the second yeah. round. Yeah, I have Baylor winning the second round. I think it's going to be a lot closer than they, that they think than they think is going to be. That's a good matchup. That, that's a very good matchup. If that that's probably going to be the primetime matchup if if it, it yeah. turns out. Wisconsin is, is another one of those teams that's like a, a slow prodding team. Um, I think North Carolina is the better matchup for for must see TV. Yeah. Um, I, again, I, I would not be surprised if North Carolina wins that game. Um, but for now, I have Baylor moving on to. Actually, I have Baylor in the Elite Eight. So. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, we have the five and twelve Villanova and Winthrop. Just, just remember, Villanova is technically the defending champion. Yes, from twenty nineteen. So they won two years ago. Um, they are not the same team. No. Um, I have Winthrop winning this game. Um, they are a popular upset pick. Basically, it, check, it checks the boxes for a 12-5 upset. Um, Villanova is without senior guard Colin Gillespie, and they've struggled without him. I mean, they have been flat-out bad without him playing. Yeah. And um, they've lost three of four, including to a bad Butler team. I mean, I'm repping their, repping their shirt today. Um, but th- they lost to a bad Butler team and a Providence team. So, um yeah. I think they're ripe for the upset here. Um, I think if Gillespie is healthy, they're a three seed easily. Yeah, but I just I think Winthrop's going to pull the upset here. Winthrop was uh, twenty three and one this season. Yeah, but who do they play? Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm going to Villanova. Oh so yeah, Villanova. Okay, uh, Villanova. All right. So next up, we have the four thirteen Purdue versus North Texas. Who do you got? Oh, uh, man, the Mean Green. Um... At a Denton, I have Purdue beating them pretty badly. Yeah. So I have Purdue as well. They they are an interesting team to me. Eighty five percent of their scoring scoring comes from freshmen, and not just freshmen, true freshmen. Yeah. So imagine the next like three or four years. Oh yeah. Um, I, they they have the ability to go on a deep run. 
I see a Sweet 16 trip for him. Um, look out next year because um, a couple of their best freshmen, I think, will be there next year. Then they'll leave because I think next year is going to be a big year for them. Mm-hmm. They, I think, will be a title favorite next year with this core that they have and the way that they – Matt Painter is – he may be one of the – he may be the best – developing coach in college basketball because you have the Mike Krzyzewski's and you have these uh, other ones who get all-star freshmen and they're gone after one year. Mm-hmm. He develops guys. He gets those next tier guys. They're going to spend a year or two or, or even four in college. He turns them into NBA pr- uh, players. Yeah. I mean, I know we didn't have a tournament last year, but remember the year before that they were put on a show in that tournament. And I didn't pick them. Uh, yeah. Carson Edwards, he was 40-point games. He was hitting threes. He's, he's on the Celtics roster right now. He was His freshman year, He was there's no chance he's going to be in the NBA. He developed him into being a star. And I had them going to the, the Elite Eight, and uh, they did. Uh, they made it to Elite Eight. Um, I think next year is going to be the big year for Purdue. I think they, could, they, they can luck into it because this, this region here confuses me because – I don't see anyone out here who, who is going to run away with it. So they, they could sneak their way into a Final Four a year early. So we'll see. Yeah, I agree with you with the re- the South region. Um, yeah. Besides Purdue, I don't really see. I still don't have a winner of this region yet. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. I, there's a second round matchup that, we'll, that I'm going to talk about here in a little bit that I think will be the winner of that game moves on to the Final Four. I have Purdue going win this region. Are you having them going final four? Yes. They very well can. They very well can. So um, the next matchup, we have the 6-11 Texas Tech and Utah State. Uh, don't forget Chris Beard had his team in the championship game two years ago. It's a great coach. They're sneaky good. They play a hell of a, a, hell of a game of defense. Um, this is one of the two teams who I think is going to make it to the, win the region. So I have Texas Tech winning this game. Me too. And then the next one, we have three Arkansas versus 14 Colgate. Colgate is an upset favorite, mainly because of how Seth Davis reacted during the bracket reveal. <laughs> uh, did, did you watch the real reveal? No, dude, I was too. I was busy working on a car. I couldn't watch. He it. was slobbering all over Colgate. <laughs> now this is going to be a high-scoring game because these are two great uh, offenses. Um, I have Arkansas winning this game, and right now I'm leaning towards Arkansas winning the region. Because they have a great offense and they have just enough of a good defense to, to compete. Texas Tech or Arkansas or where I'm leaning right here, one of those two are going to win this region, in my opinion, and they face each other in the second round if yes. they both if they both make it. So, um, who do you got winning this matchup? I have the Razorbacks beating Colgate. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Colgate's a trendy pick again, just mainly because of how he reacted on there. The, the Colgate picks have been flying. Out. They have a great offense, but if you look at pure ability. Arkansas can can keep up with the scoring and more than Colgate, and they have the better better talent. So, yeah. don't be shocked if Colgate pulls the upset. But I think Arkansas is going to win this one, and they, they may they'll probably be. I think that this could be a twenty point type game, type game. So, yeah. All right, and then we have the seven ten matchup: Florida versus Virginia Tech. Who do you got? I have the Hokies out of Blacksburg, Virginia, beating Florida. So I have 10 over 7 right here. Uh, I think Virginia Tech is special. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those matchups to where <clears throat> I think it's going to be a close game. 
Um, I saw one game of the Gators. I think they play like LSU or something. Um, CBS, I don't know, something like that. And um, How about football. <laughs> <laughs> but that CBS game, basketball or ESPN, yeah. one of those Saturday games. Yeah. Um, but I like the Hokies coming out. Um, not getting far, but I have them beating the Gators. So I have Virginia Tech winning this game too. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't know anything about either team. I have not watched either team play a game. All I know is Florida is two and two against the top twenty-five, and Virginia Tech is four and zero. Oh. Yeah. So, um, and I have Virginia Tech in the Sweet Sixteen. I have them beating two seed Ohio State, who faces fifteen seed Oral Roberts. Uh, remember what I said before? They stumbled into the tournament. They'll win this game, but I think next round, I they have the Ohio State has the ability to win the tournaments, but with the way they played over the last month scares me and so i have ohio state winning round one losing virginia tech in round two i almost have that but ohio state i have ohio state being virginia tech okay all right so uh who do you have uh currently in this region winning it uh, yeah Purdue, Purdue, right yeah going okay. to final four all right so next we'll move into the third overall number one seed in the midwest we have illinois um illinois faces number 16 seed drexel in the first rounds um, this is going to be a bloodbath. Illinois is going to win this game. <laughs> it, it is going to be a bloodbath. Uh, the fighting alumni, whatever they're called, is yeah, they're going to win. <clears throat> All right. Um, they are, in my opinion, a title favorite. Um, I didn't see them play. So, I mean, I know we talked about, you know, college basketball in previous episodes of the podcast. And, you know, we looked at Big Ten schedules and whatnot. And Illinois was always there, but. I never watched the game of Illinois. I mean, I know they can score and, and play good defense, but yeah, I mean, they competed. They competed with the best of them. Yeah. Um, I'm actually. I mean, I'm gonna try to pull up here real quick if I can get in here. Um, but the no, it's, it's taking too long. Um, they won the Big Ten tournament. Um, they Michigan, as we have said, is one of the best teams in the country, and they beat Michigan. They beat Ohio State. Um, they beat the best of the best. Um, I actually have them as my champion right now. Illinois. I have, I have Illinois as my champion. I think. I think they're going to win it all. I, I, I don't see a team currently. I see teams that could beat them, but I don't think that anyone's going to beat them. I think that run they went on in the Big Ten championship. Uh, I, I yeah. have them winning it. Out of that region. Um. I really don't see it like like a heavy favorite to beat them. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to collide with um, Kate Cunningham and Oklahoma State. I I have that as well. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be enough to beat Illinois. The only team that scares me for Illinois in that region is West Virginia, and I think they're going to face off in the lead eight. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but yeah, um, I, I I I honestly think this region comes down to Illinois and West Virginia. But I had Illinois winning it when I started. I, I just I like him. I, I, I mean, their their head coach. I mean, he got hired there after that big uh, big run he had. I think it was a state Stephen at Boston. Yeah. Uh, the Sweet Sixteen or Elite Eight run they they went on. He's a great coach. They got great talent there. Um, I can't pronounce the best player's name. It's like Ao something or other. Uh, he, for Illinois. Yeah, Ao Dasunuma Dasunuma. Yeah, something like that. He's a top five pick in the NBA. He's he, he should be a top five pick in the NBA. Um, yeah. I think I think his tournament run is going to solidify that for him. Um, but yeah, um, but in the second round they would face the winner of Loyola Chicago or Georgia Tech. I know 
everyone's wanting to see the Chicago versus Illinois matchup. I got Georgia Tech. I think Josh Pastner, former Memphis coach, he's he's turned that program around. They went on a hell of a run in the uh, the conference tournament. I have them beating Loyola Chicago in this first round. I have Loyola Chicago winning that one. Eight yep. nine matchup. I'm just throwing up in the air and I'm just picking Loyola Chicago. I think Sister Jean's going to be in attendance. She's 101 now. Oh, she's, they're going to win then. Yeah, remember <laughs> she was there the, the, the Sweet 16 year. Did, yeah. they, did they make the final? They made they the, the final, final four. four. Yeah, the Ramblers. Yeah, uh, they kind of remind me a little bit of those Butler teams. Yeah. Um, but Butler is more consistent than they were. Um, but again, Georgia Tech's head coach, Josh Pastner, his, his parents are going to be there. I think his parents, maybe his, his grandparents are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 101-year-old uh, grandfather and 96, 97-year-old grandmother. So he's got old people on his side too. Yeah. So. Oh, I hope they socially <laughs> distance there. Yes. So, All right. Next up is the five twelve matchup, uh, Tennessee versus Oregon State. Um, Oregon State's a 12 seed. They, they would miss a tournament, I think, without the conference tournament run that they went on. Um, Rick Barnes, as we know as Texas fans, cannot coach in March. <laughs> so I have I have Oregon State winning this this game. I think Rick Barnes is going to coach this team to a victory first round. He can't make the Sweet 16, so I can see him make the second round. but And losing. I, I have them losing yeah. after that to okay. uh, Oklahoma State. Yeah, so a four seed Oklahoma State versus thirteen Liberty. This is not football for Liberty. Uh, what a year for Liberty! 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 Yeah. Liberty! Cade Cunningham is the number one overall pick in the NBA draft, and he he will show why during this run. Mm-hmm. I have Oklahoma State, and again, like you said, I have them uh, meeting up with Illinois in the Sweet Sixteen. So mm-hmm. um, I have them beating Oregon State, and even if it's Tennessee, I have them beating Tennessee as well. Yeah. All right. So next up, we have. Six seed San Diego State versus eleven seed Syracuse. On paper, you think this should be reversed seedings. I mean, when you see Syracuse, you see San Diego State, you would think Syracuse would be the higher seed. But uh, who do you got in this matchup? Uh, I have San Diego State University win this one. So on paper, San Diego State should win. They have a top ten national defense, but Syracuse gets better athletes as being in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Um, their zone defense, I think, is going to cause some problems for San Diego State's offense. And the last time Syracuse was the 11th seed, which was three years ago, they made the Sweet 16. The year before that, they were a 10 seed. They made the Elite Eight. Two years ago, they were an A seed and lost in the first round. So what that tells me is when Syracuse <clears throat> is a double-digit seed, they are a threat. I have Syracuse winning this, and I see them potentially pushing West Virginia in the second round. 339th in the nation in defensive rebounding. But hey, free throws, I had a pretty good uh, clip though. And yeah. that's what wins you in the tournament. I, I, I think that's a roadblock towards uh, them winning this matchup. Yeah. So Again, on paper, San Diego State should run away with this game. But for some reason, Jim Beheim is coaching his son. Coach Jim Beheim, yep. <clears throat> Got that experience. He's got that history in March Madness. There's something I think they, they could go. They could do something special. Yeah. All right. So next we have three seed West Virginia and fourteen seed Moorhead State. Um, like I said before, I think this region comes down to Illinois, West Virginia. So I got West Virginia obviously winning this game. Uh, I agree. Yes, Mountaineers. Yeah, I think Bob Huggins. I mean, he, he's 
Bob Huggins, I mean, he's legit. I mean, he gets his teams to the Final Fours. Yes. He can't get over that hump to win it, but I mean, he has he has solid squads. Mm-hmm. Um, 7-10, we have Clemson versus Rutgers. So I have Clemson because Rutgers is 1-7 versus the top 25. <laughs> I am not sure how they made it to the tournament. Um, Clemson, uh, me neither. <laughs> Clemson this year has beat Alabama, Florida State, Purdue, Georgia Tech, and Syracuse. I don't know how they're a seven seed. <laughs> they did beat Illinois in December. Yes. Was their only key win. Won't happen again. So, yeah, I have uh, Clemson win this one. Yeah. I, uh, I Actually, I have Clemson winning this one, and I have them beating Houston in round two. Because Houston, they face Cleveland State. They've had their wins in a bad conference. I mean, I just – I I don't understand how they're a two-seed other than the fact that they just didn't lose games against bad teams. They're, the hardest games they're supposed to face early in the season got canceled. Because remember, they, they went like – just like their football team, they had so many games canceled early on because mm-hmm. of COVID. I just – I don't buy them as a two-seed. So, I mean – yeah, I got Clemson. I got Clemson over over Houston in round two, but I have Houston winning against Cleveland State. Same here. I have actually Houston beating Clemson to go to the Sweet Sixteen, but losing to San Diego State. Yeah, I Houston could easily Houston could easily go on a run in this, in this matchup. I just I haven't seen enough of them against good quality competition to to, to trust they, them. They but. hit that buzzer beater in the AAC um, tournament, I believe. Yeah. To to get past, uh, I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Again, I think that that conference is, was a joke this year, and they yeah. pad they, they pad their record off of that. They they won bad loss was to East Carolina in early February. Um, they have victories against Boise State, Texas Tech, and South Carolina. Yeah, eh. meh. <laughs> Texas Tech, that's pretty much it. It's, yeah, and Texas Tech struggled until recently too. So they can play defense though. They yeah. play defense. So. All right, uh, finally, we have our fourth number one seed in the East, Michigan. They will face the winner of Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern. I hope Texas Southern makes it, but whoever wins this game, Michigan is going to destroy them. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is the best. The East is going to be the best bracket. Best region. This is the best region. Easily. And which is – a little hard to accept because Texas, as we know, is in it. Those are our boys. Yeah. Um, so it's a difficult bracket. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of good teams in the East, but I have Michigan beating the hell out of Texas Southern. Yeah, me too. All right, so um, next up we have LSU against St. Bonaventure, the Bonnies. Um, I just have LSU because I think they'll have the, they have the better, better athletes in this game. It's a toss. It's a toss-up game as an eight-nine, yeah. but LSU should win this game. St. Bonaventure won the Atlantic Ten. Um, they lack star power. They didn't really score as much. They can play defense, but who they play? Come on now. Yeah. LSU, I think, can push Michigan a little bit in the second round, but I have Michigan winning that. I actually have Michigan winning this region. So, yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we have five five twelve matchup: Colorado and Georgetown. Ooh, baby, Patrick Ewing time. Bid stealer. Georgetown stole that bid. <laughs> They're 13 and 12. They should not be in a tournament, but they won. They won the conference tournaments. They kind of got benefit of, of Villanova struggling with Connor Gillespie. So who do you got in this matchup? 
I have Georgetown win this one. Me too. I just have them one and done though. I'll tell so, you that one and done. Same, same here. Same here. Yeah. Um, they they beat Creighton twice. They beat Villanova. They went a nice run in the conference tournaments. Um, I think this this game will not be a classic. Uh, but I think Georgetown will come away with the win. Um, well, hopefully after this win, uh, Madison Square Garden can give some love to uh, Patrick Ewing. <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> That's security. so weird. He's, he's, he's your, one of your most historic what, players. What is up with Madison Square Garden? I, I, it's James Dolan's running that whole entity yeah, into the ground. Yeah, so. so ridiculous. Um, um, Georgetown, though, I will say, they're going to be that team that shouldn't make the tournament but at least wins one game. Yes. So, um, but I got them in this one. Colorado again—they're a really solid team. Pac-12 is was a very underrated conference, but um, I think Georgetown will pull one more upset out of that before they finally succumb to Florida State, who I have over UNC Greensboro. Same here. Um, I think they're a threat to Michigan in the Sweet 16. Um, yes, that's going to be a tough game for for Michigan, but I have Michigan over Florida State in that one. Um, so next up, we have. The 11 6, we have BYU as a six, and then we have the winner of Michigan State and UCLA. First of all, I want to know who you have winning in that play in game. Uh, I have um, Michigan State winning. So I have Michigan State winning that game. I have Michigan State beating BYU. I do too. I have Michigan State losing to Michigan in the Elite Eight. <laughs> They're going to be that play in game that gets deep into the tournament. Because, hmm. I mean, Tom Izzo is a legendary coach. The Big Ten style of basketball is basically tournament-style basketball. Yeah. Um, they underperformed a lot this year. At one point, I think they were in the top five in the, in the, in the rankings. So they have the talent. They, they have the ability. I, I think they're going to go on a run. They're, they're my big upset special for this tournament. You know, Making it to the lead eight. They have to run into the Longhorns of Austin. Yeah, so Texas is the three seed against Abilene Christian as the 14. Um, again, I'm a Texas fan. I like Texas. They're going to win this game. But this is a typical Shaka Smart season where Texas starts hot, <laughs> goes in a rough patch. They showed back up late, which normally doesn't happen. But I question the guard play. They played defense. They played a lot of great defense this this, uh, this I mean, last few games, but I think I, this is the best team they've had in, in a couple of years. Jericho this, Sims and Matt Coleman. Best, this is the best Shaka Smart team. It is. This is probably the best chance. Uh, I would if, not be, if Shaka gets smart. You know, yeah. this is probably the best chance. So the Texas Michigan State game and again, Michigan State can lose to UCLA, and my, my whole bracket's been shot to hell. <laughs> but whoever wins that Texas Michigan State game, I think loses to Michigan in the Elite Eight. I have if Michigan te- being Texas, yes. Yeah. So if Texas can get past Michigan or BYU or UCLA, I have them winning against, um, well, I mean, I think I have uh, Alabama in that one. I have to look back at my bracket. But um, but before we get to that, we have the 7-10 matchup, UConn versus Maryland. Uh, who do you got in that one? I got the... Uh... I got Maryland winning that one. Me too. Um, I don't get the UConn love. They're 0-4 versus top 25. I mean, they did get one win against Southern Cal. 
Um, Maryland at least has they beat Illinois, Purdue, Wisconsin, and I guess if you want to count Rutgers as a as a tournament team, they can't beat Rutgers yeah. too. So, um, but yeah, I, I double check my bracket. Actually, I have them beating Alabama on round two. Alabama versus Iona, two fifteen matchup. Uh, who do you got in that one? I have Bama beating Iona and Bama beating Maryland, but Bama losing to Texas. Yeah, so I have Maryland upsetting Alabama. Um, I don't get I don't get the Alabama love either. I mean, I, SEC, I did it all year long either. Yeah, SEC is bad. I mean, it's not football. <laughs> uh, they're one in three versus top twenty-five. They shoot terribly from the free throw line. That alone makes me worry about because you have to you have to hit free throws in the tournament in order yeah. to win. If you can't hit free throws, you're not going to go far. And don't sleep on Iona, coached by Rick Pitino. Yeah, I, I mean, saw that. Yes, he he is a hell of a coach. Yeah, he has some shady practices. And I kind of got him in trouble. That's why he's coaching Iona at this point. Don't be, I mean, with, with the fact that Alabama struggles with the free throw line, Iona, I mean, Patino could pull the upset, the 215 upset. So, um, I mean, they, they played 13 games. The Gales did. Um, they were forced to take a 51 day hiatus. Yeah. I, that's critical right there. I, I but, think, I think the roll, roll tide this one. They should. I have Alabama winning this one, but I have them losing to Maryland the next round. Yeah. Bama beating Maryland. Okay. Yep. All right. So as a recap, my final four, Kansas versus Michigan. Again, I'm still not sold on the Kansas pick, but I don't know who else I want to win out of that region. I have Illinois. And to be honest with you, right now I'm leaning, leaning towards Arkansas. or, or so Arkansas or Texas Tech, but I'm leaning towards Arkansas. And I have Illinois over Michigan. No, sorry. Illinois over Kansas in the final. Would love to see it. Not I'm Kansas. A, I'm tired of Kansas, but I mean. I'm going to let you know right now. I have three Big Ten schools, and this this is subject to change. I, um, I, I, almost, I almost did, too. I almost did, too, but I talked myself out of Ohio State. I have Iowa, Michigan, Purdue, Illinois, and I have Michigan beating Purdue in the championship. I'm sorry. Can you say – who's your final four again? Iowa, Michigan, Purdue, Illinois. Yeah, four Big Ten teams. Oh, four Big Tens. There you go. <laughs> oh wow! I mean, they, I just, have been, they like, were the best conference in basketball this year. The only, uh, yeah, I said three. I meant four. The only, like I said, the East. We 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 agree that they're the best bracket, the best uh, region. <clears throat> I have Michigan coming out of there. I was close to picking Texas, which may still happen. And then going back to the oh, West, no. the West region. I just think, I mean, Iowa, you know, is, is, is the best team out of there. And I think they're going to be Gonzaga. Um, I mean, it, it very well can happen. I Luka mean, Garza, this, one of the best players yeah. in the nation. Yeah, um, it, very well, it very well could happen. I mean, they, they, they far and away were the best conference this year. But there could be an upset like Arkansas on the South or Texas yeah. Tech, like you said. Uh, I have Purdue winning that. And then I, I didn't, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't see enough of Illinois' games, but I still picked them to go. I mean, I don't think Oklahoma State is going to beat them. Could be a close game. And then coming from the south uh, south side of that of that bracket, San Diego State, Houston. I don't know yeah. about Houston. That's the thing. Like, yeah. the Cougars. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. San Diego or West Virginia. But so, so what do you got with your championship game? Michigan, Purdue. Yeah, Purdue in the championship. I Purdue in the championship. Yeah, a year ahead of schedule. I'm not sleeping on Purdue like I did like the last year or two years yeah, ago. I'll, I'll tell you though. I mean, I, 
I'm I'm an I'm an Indiana guy. I mean, Indiana sports. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not a big IU fan. I, I root for my football because they haven't done anything forever. But when it comes to when it comes to college basketball, Butler's my number one, and then I root for Purdue. I love Matt Painter. I think he's a great coach. He he's probably going to be there for another twenty years. I mean, I think he's already been there twenty years at this point. So, yeah. um, he just does it right. He he brings in he brings in talent that they can get competing with the Michigan States, the Ohio States, the IU. I mean, he he's second fiddle in the state. That Indiana talent. Yeah, and so IU keeps so and here here's what here's what I see happening every year. IU gets the top t- top cream of the crop in, of, of Indiana talent, but they're not refined yet. Purdue gets the guys who are just the next step down. And they know they're going to be there two, three, four years, and he turns them into NBA players. Well, coach. Whereas, whereas IU, they bring these guys in there, and they want to show off, and then go in the NBA in year one, and then all of a sudden they're second round draft picks in the NBA. Yeah, um, I, I can't remember the kid's name. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember right now. But there is there is a kid whose parents have to be pissed with IU because Archie Miller convinced this kid to reclassify to come into IU a year early. So he's supposed to come in next year, but he came in this year. He played him four minutes a game. Four minutes a game. Wow. Because he wasn't ready. Yeah. You convinced this kid who could use one more year in high school to come in there and be game ready next year. You got him to burn a year of his eligibility for four minutes a game. That's one of the reasons why I think Archie Miller is gone. Yeah. So. Purdue's uh, always been a great team. Yeah. Been, you know, so uh, Gene Katie, Gene Katie, they, so Purdue did it the right way. Gene Katie was getting close to retirement. They brought Matt Painter to be associate head coach. They promoted him to be head coach. When Bob Knight was at IU, he could not get past himself to allow the next person to be there because he thought he's going to be there until he died. Yeah. And so all these, they brought in like the Keith Smarts and you had the Nate Davis and all these other guys. And, and it, all of a sudden, you had to fire the guy because of how he was reacting with kids and basically putting his hands on the students. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have the successor in waiting. And they've been through Kelvin, uh, Nate Davis, Kelvin Sampson, Tom Crean, Archie Miller. Who knows who's going to be next? They were praying for Brad Stevens to get fired from Boston. Yeah. And Purdue's been sitting there with Matt Painter getting deep in the tournaments. I mean, he always gets these great freshman classes, and in, in years t- uh, three and four, they have the ability to make the deep tournament runs. I remember it was uh, probably ten years ago, um, Robbie Hummel's uh, freshman class. Mm-hmm. They were doing so good, and when they, they were they were a championship favorite, and Robbie Hummel tore his ACL. That derailed. That was going to be a Final Four championship quality team, but since then they almost made the Final Four last year or two yeah. years ago. They have a solid squad that they may be a Final Four team next year and for the year after that. So, um, I, I even though I think they're a year early, I'm not. I'm not against your pick. I think that's that's a solid pick of having Purdue there. Subject to change, but I, I have right. Purdue out of that region. Man, dude, I I want to go Texas so bad, but they have their ups and downs. Every team has their ups and downs all year long, but. I mean, if Texas, if Texas, something didn't, about Texas to where I want them in the Final Four, of course, obviously. Of course, I mean, I want to see them in Final Four too. But I, I, the problem I have with Texas is the fact that we know their history, yeah, and 
Shaka Smart was going to get fired last year if it wasn't for COVID. It might be. And they started off, what was it, like 10 and 1 this year? Yeah, every year. And then they had the COVID breakout, and then they dropped like six of seven games. TCU and and, and and it's like, is this COVID related or is this uh, team related? Because teams were adjusting to Texas, but Texas wasn't adjusting to them. That's what concerns me because, like, Shaka Smart, when he made his final four run with VCU, they did the Havoc defense that got them there. Yeah. Teams couldn't handle his defense. He doesn't do the Havoc defense at Texas. Mm-mm. He doesn't change his game. I mean, there. remember, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when the players were fighting on the side, on the, on the bench because yeah. they are frustrated because the, they, their game plan was, like, falling apart in front of them, and Shaka wasn't adjusting. So, I, again, I would love for Texas to make a run. I think in that region they could make a run, um, but I think uh, – I, I Difficult I, I, region. I, I and they're they're the, the they're the Gonzaga for me. Mm-hmm. I don't trust them, and so I got them losing in the second round. See you um, later, Shaka. So if so if Shaka doesn't make it to the Sweet Sixteen or even Elite Eight, do you think he's gone? Yes. Or do you think he's done enough at this point? Uh no, he there's, has there, he has to get them to Elite Eight. Okay. Yeah, but he I, I think he has to take him to Elite Eight. Second round I mean, loss is unacceptable. This is what year six for him, I think. Yeah, and nothing's come out of it. Yeah. So, um, but who do you get? Mm-hmm. Brad Stevens isn't coming here. I would love for him. To I don't come think here. Chris He's Beard like, comes out of Texas Tech, man. Because that's that's another one that IU that their fans have a uh, their hopes on is Chris Beard. Now I'll tell you what's funny about that. Money talks. It, well, yeah, money does talk. But Chris Beard, who a lot of IU fans want as the next coach. Guess where he's playing his first and second game if he wins uh, wins on uh, wins this weekend. Guess where their first two games are being played for two round games? IU Assembly Hall and IU. Okay. And so the fans are like, "Hey, athletic director, just hang out in the back, <laughs> talk to the guy, just wait for him right there in the locker room." Show where his office could be. <laughs> he's probably hoping Texas Tech loses. Oh god! I mean, I would love for him to come to Texas. Yeah. He's. I think he would only leave Texas Tech for a blue blood uh, job. I don't think I use a blue blood job anymore. I mean, they they haven't done anything for thirty years. They 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 uh, they had that Final Four run. Um, what two thousand two thousand two? I was a senior in high school. I remember I was in spring break watching them when I was in Florida. Come uh, come down thirty five to Austin. Get a house in uh, Lake Travis, um, right next to maybe Sarkeesian. Um, <laughs> I know um, uh, what is his name? Uh, One five Kevin Millar's out there. You know a couple of yeah. WWE wrestlers out there. Nice, beautiful Lake Travis. Come on. What's well, a beautiful what's, lake up in, in Bloomington too? <laughs> well, Bloomington. What's there in Texas in Lubbock? Yeah. So, so um, and I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the, the thing about IU that that makes me laugh is the fact that they had a booster. Who coughed up the ten million dollar buyout? <laughs> the, t- the school didn't pay pay the buyout. Yeah. And Booster said, "Hey, here's ten million dollars. Go fire that guy." <laughs> um, was it Ben? It might it might have been Ben. <laughs> uh, he was he was ready for him to go. I know, I know Kyle Kyle is a big uh, he's a big IU guy too, and he's I, I'm, he's happy to see uh, a change. Yeah. And again, they're hoping for Brad Stevens. They'll probably end up with a Tubby Smith. I mean, the way, the way, the way things Pitino, go. Rick Pitino. Well, well uh, Richard Pitino, his son, who's got fired at uh, Minnesota, maybe send him out there. You have Shaka. We'll take Brad Stevens. That's fine. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, but no, um, but again, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's our brackets. 
Um, anything, anything you're looking forward to with this tournament, or are you just happy to see the games coming back? I'm happy for the games coming back. I know work gets in the way th- uh, Friday, but uh, I'll be having an AirPod in my ear. Uh, games on my phone. So uh, I'm excited, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think the uh, the game the game I'm most looking forward to is probably going to be uh, probably Villanova Winthrop in North Carolina, Wisconsin. North Carolina, Wisconsin. Um, Maybe Georgia Tech Loyola. Yeah, Colorado, Georgetown, of course, Texas, um, San Diego State, Syracuse. I think that'd be yeah. an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, excited to see Kate Cunningham, Oklahoma State, see how many points he can put up. I mean, and, see all the, the 5 12 matchups, see who pulls the upsets. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, maybe the Bobcats, Bobcats can stun Virginia 13 4 matchup. We'll see. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let me find that Texas matchup. Let me see what time are they playing. Yeah, I don't know any of the time. 8.50 p.m. Thursday. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll be off of work, so. 8.50 p.m. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. They play Saturday. Saturday. They play Saturday. 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 Yeah, we don't yeah, have Tuesday yeah. games. I saw the True. They're on True TV, so I thought I read that as Thursday. Okay, so they got a late night Saturday game. Crack open a cold one and uh, enjoy the game. They are currently only nine point favorites over Abilene Christian. That's that's concerning to me. That's a yeah. little concerning to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that Connecticut Maryland game. Maryland's only a two point two point five point dog. So that's again that that thing I said about the uh, the five points or less. They're right. They're right for the upset there. So yeah, keep an eye on that. So. All right, guys, that is our bracket. We hope that uh, some of the information we share will help you with your brackets. Um, again, I don't care if my bracket blows up for an upset. I love watching those upsets. It's yeah. going to be different not having that big crowd in there, but at least I'll have some people in there. Yeah, um, yeah. And I hope there's not too many games get canceled because of COVID. I, I hope I hope we can finish this tournament. <laughs> so. um, anything, anything else you want to throw on before we, uh, before we end it? No, I just get ready to for the March Madness, man. I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, All right. That's it. All that's sports all yeah. all weekend long. So I'll be a little sad whenever college basketball is over. I mean, because that means base baseball season's coming up. I am ready. Yeah, I'm I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Spring training. I've been watching like a hawk. I got my fantasy baseball coming up. Uh, draft. Excited. I I, I, th- I thought about getting back into fantasy baseball, but I just this is too many games. I, if I did, I'd probably do one of those leagues where it's like you set your lineup for the week. Well, that's what we are in. Yeah, we set the yeah. lineup for the week. Uh, I, I most leagues I do is like you set it daily, and it's like uh, some that I is set, difficult. That's hardcore. Right there. I had, I had to have a little reminder pop up on my phone every day to make sure I'd look for anyone who got scratched or whatever. Yeah, that you had to do that for like six months. That's yeah, it's a little too much. Too much. Too much. So yeah. All right. Um. Again, thank you guys for joining us. Next week we'll be back to our normal normal format, getting the uh, uh, NBA top five. We'll We'll cover some more of the stories. Trade deadline's coming up. There's a, actually a couple of trades tonight. PJ Tucker moved uh, uh, from Houston up to uh, Milwaukee. So Houston's in full tank mode. Uh, and then just, uh, I know we, we were talking about college basketball, but one NBA tip. But the reason why the Rockets are tanking so bad right now is because if the pick falls one to four, they keep their pick. If it's five or higher, it goes to Washington. So they want to get as most best chance they can at a top four pick. That's the only reason why they're tanking so bad. PJ Tucker just got moved. Gordon, Eric Gordon was going to get traded, but he got hurt, so he's stuck there now. 
Uh, Old Depot is probably going probably gonna go to New York at this point. Look for I don't, I don't know if the Rockets are going to win another game the rest of the season <laughs> at this point. So. Yeah. Um, um, but, lots of NFL news to talk about next yeah. week as well. A lot of so signings, a lot of free agents. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, hopefully we'll have more clarity on uh, it looks like Russell Wilson might be staying in Seattle. I, yeah. Speaking of Ben earlier, I'm so happy they signed Andy Dalton. <laughs> There's nothing better than a miserable Bears fan. <laughs> That's the Bears right there. Yeah, no Bears. So. All right, guys. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Ralph. I know you're a Bears fan too, but I love you guys in misery. So. Um, again, thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with our normal show. Uh, enjoy the NCAA tournament. Enjoy Justice League. Enjoy Falcon Winter Soldier. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Peace. Peace.